This is your Daily Planet Update. We talk, we talk, we talk Superman, and we know what's happening. We talk, we talk, we talk Superman, and we cover everything. Hello and welcome once again to the All-Star Superfan Podcast, the podcast that delves into any and all things Superman throughout the full 80-year legacy of the Man of Steel. I'm one of your hosts, Rob O'Connor, and this is your Daily Planet Update. Beanie the Copyboy was unavailable, so joining me this evening is Midlands correspondent, the ace of action himself, Mr. Alan Burke. Hey Chief, how are you? Don't call me chief, you young whippersnapper. <laughs> uh, once again, we'd like to remind you that you can like us on Facebook and Instagram at All Star Superfan. Follow us on Twitter at All Star Superpod. Uh, send us your most up to date news telegrams at All Star Superpod at gmail.com and we will read your correspondence on the air. Uh, please do get in touch. Let us know your thoughts and feelings on all of the exciting topics we discuss on tonight's episode. And tonight, Alan, is a slightly newer type of episode. Instead of uh, instead of the usual thing we do, where we kind of, you know, deep dive or just you know have a have a general discussion about maybe an older version of Superman, we're yeah. keeping it relatively current in this century. Yeah, it's 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 definitely new for us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but not only that, but it's just nice, I think, not to have a not to have a guest for uh, for an episode. Like we we've we started out kind of just doing the two of us and having chats and you know talking about stories we liked and comics we liked and stuff. And we kind of fell into the the guest of the week um, or guest of the month, even I should say, uh, guest of the month um, kind of uh, way of doing it for a while. But it's it's nice to get back. We said at the start of the year we try and get to do more solo episodes so it's nice to just kind of do an all-rounder shoot the shit a bit talk about what's going on um and like that open it up to the fans as well if like you said if they want to get in contact with us the listeners um they can they can contribute to the next one of these daily planet updates we're going to call them that we'll do every now and again you know just basically chatting about what's going on in the world of, of the man of steel and i'm looking forward to that Absolutely. And you mentioned um, our fans and our listeners and stuff like that. There's been quite a bit of activity lately. Like we're, we're, we're hearing a lot more from people who listen to the show, yeah. which is great. A couple of people have very kindly written five star reviews on on Apple Podcasts, which is yeah. just so lovely. And uh, people kind of re- I remember there was a day there a week or two ago where our Podbean account was temporarily down because we hadn't paid the subscription fee. <laughs> we forgot. Technical difficulties to, to technical anybody who contacted us saying uh, there's a technical issue with your podcast. We just weren't paying our bills, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it was just great to hear that, you know, people were trying to listen to the podcast and couldn't. So Yeah, I was shocked by that. I was like, I got we got a, we got a couple of messages of people because it wasn't down very long. No. It was only down <laughs> a little while and people were like, we can't listen to it. And I was like, wow, Rob, look, these people, they, you know they want to listen to it and um, but I, like I, and I've said it before I think I said it in there in an episode there at the start of the year or maybe it was our Christmas special there at the end of last year it's my favorite part really of the podcast I really mm. really like hearing from people uh, engaging with people um, listeners to the show uh, who and like you said there's been so many people who have kindly kind of taken their time to reach out and 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 tell us how much they like the show even if it's people who don't want don't necessarily like the show or want us to do something different you, yeah I'd, I'd even like to hear that to be honest with you you know any constructive criticism is great too um, it's just great to know that people are listening and have an interest in it and yeah it's been it's been super you know it's it's been great and I feel like before we move on to uh, topics from this century, we need to acknowledge the fact that a, a listener did get in touch, not with us, but with our guest, Michael Bailey, uh, yes. to let him know if anybody listened to our previous episode with Michael Bailey on Clan of the Fiery Cross and the Superman radio show. Uh, it got a really great response. I, got, I couldn't believe how many people tuned in to, to listen yeah, to that. I was I was shocked by that myself, to be honest, because I thought it was such a niche topic yeah. and a niche podcast uh, that people would be like, oh, 40s radio show. But like us listening to it, like me listening to it, I was like, yeah, this is this is, this is is pretty yeah. good. I want to listen to more of this. But anyway, we, we mentioned in that episode that there was an <laughs> element to that storyline that we found problematic. We thought that uh, Perry White's... Um, servant in his house uh, a fellow goes by the name of P- uh, Poco, 
poker, uh, yeah. We assumed that this was some kind of racial stereotype and that, you know, it, it was a shame that this, this really, really progressive storyline would kind of um, use those kind of dated stereotypes. So, you know, they, they were nasty even then. Yeah. Well, well, Alan did a, a quick bit of research at the time and found out that actually maybe Poco was an alien, but he wasn't 100% sure. Yeah, and it was a really throw. Like, I, I did it. I did it. I really was looking for a while to try and find something. And obviously, I'm just a terrible researcher because this, this listener found something very quickly. So, uh, but Poco, yeah. Poco very much is an extraterrestrial from the planet Utopia. Alan, yeah, if you don't mind, that's um, why he speaks in rhyme, Rob. Th- that's why he speaks in rhyme. I I listened to the uh, the radio serial storyline where Poco was introduced. It's called Mystery of the Lost Planet, and if you're looking for a kick-ass uh, Superman radio show storyline to listen to, that that's a that's a pretty good one. They they travel to a different planet and there's a dictator there that's trying to take over Earth, and Poco has to go and save Jimmy Olsen, and there's a whole bunch of stuff happening. It's it's good fun. Um, but yeah, so, so sorry, uh, Justice for Poco, I guess. Yeah, and thanks again, thanks to that listener for for contacting us and oh, well, contacting Michael anyway, and letting let, let, letting Michael know. Um, so it was it was great to clear that up because, like I said, I didn't want to kind of give it a harsh rating at the end because yeah. I didn't want to take a mark away in case we were terribly wrong. And it turned out we were terribly wrong, so I'm glad that we all gave it the five stars. Terribly, terribly wrong. So skipping forward about seventy five years. Um, we're, we're, we're going to just touch on this uh, uh, sort of briefly in mm. that. Um, Henry Cavill, who, for anyone who doesn't know, um, has played Superman on the big screen a number of times. You wouldn't um, know by listening to this podcast because no. we never talk about it. <laughs> we never talk about it. So according to the rap.com, Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav I hope I'm saying that right, is reshaping the studio's plans with Superman as the focal point for the DCEU moving forward. So what that means is uh, we, we have referenced Tanahesi Coates, who mm-hmm. was writing a Superman, who was working on a Superman story outline at one stage. And I think the the assumption was that there was, that was going to focus on a an African-American version mm-hmm. of Clark Kent. And I think there was talk that it was going to be set in the 60s or something like that. I think, and and there was other rumors that Michael B. Jordan was going to be playing Val Zod for something to do with HBO Max, which that's right, yeah. I think that could be really cool. Even though I'm not crazy about Val Zod, I love Michael B. Jordan. I love Superman. I feel that could be good. Anyway, David Zaslav allegedly is now saying, "Scrap all of that. Bring back Henry Cavill, and focus on him, and um, gear all the movies around Henry Cavill as Superman." So, so this is an interesting. I have, to, I have to be honest. I have to be honest. I was looking forward to Tallahassee Coates and what he brought to it. So, like, is it is it a fact? Is it a case that David likes Henry and doesn't like the DCEU, or are we kind of leaning back into that universe again a bit? To be honest, Alan, I just don't know what to say anymore. Like, it's it feel it felt originally like they were moving. They were making a hard turn away from all the the kind of Snyder stuff, and they were that they, they really wanted to focus just on um, you know individual films and not shared universes. Yeah. But th- but then you had stuff like Birds of Prey, and this Black Adam movie that's coming out now. We're going to talk about the trailer in a second, and if it, it feels like they want to have their cake and eat it too, they're, they're yeah. making movies like the Batman that are completely standalone, and then they're making and Joker obviously, and then they're making other stuff like the Flash, which is clearly supposed to be a big shared universe thing. Yeah, and 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 the, you know they have some stuff that's still kind of connected to Snyder, and then other stuff that's completely its own thing. My, and then I I just I don't know what they want. Like, and then yeah, they want to bring back Cavill. Where Cavill's allegiances lie, I'm not really sure because I remember when, if anybody wants to cast their minds back to when the theatrical cut of Justice League came out, which I know nobody really likes to talk about anymore. Henry Cavill, when that movie came out, he was like. I'm really keen to make more Superman projects mm. that focus yeah. on a more traditional Superman, a more upbeat, uplifting, hopeful iteration of Superman. There is video footage of him saying this. I've tried to find it so many times. But yeah, so like Henry Cavill is keen to see the Superman that you and I like. Yeah. But whether or not this means that he's going to get to do that, I'm not sure. What do you and think? I like Henry Cavill. I like the guy. Uh, I think he's Superman. 
I like him as Superman. I I haven't really seen him as Clark Kent, like the 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 full Clark Kent personality disguise Clark yeah. Kent at all. Um, they haven't really respected the Clark Kent character. I don't think in those films with you know how do they explain the fact that he's dead and all this kind of stuff. Um, but I was kind of hoping for an end to that era altogether. Um, like if it was completely separate, I was hoping that the Flash movie would do for the DCEU what Flashpoint did for the comics and maybe just reset everything. And that way you could explain having, you know, you could have Gal Gadot and then you could have, you know, someone else playing mm. the Flash and not Ezra Miller because obviously that's going to cause its own problems now and for other reasons yeah. that we might go into later. And then you could explain having Henry Cavill, but it's a completely different Superman, maybe with a different yeah. Lois or something like that. That's what yeah. I was hoping for. And... I don't know if that's the way we're going. I like I read that this new guy, this David guy, is not happy with the kind of the unfocused nature of the way the DCEU or the, the entire kind of, you know, their entire cinema film rollout is going, that there's no kind of united vision for it. Yeah. Which is true. Like, what's going on? What's happening with Black Adam? And then there's Shazam. And then there's, you know, I, I, I just kind of hoped that the, 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 the Flashpoint movie kind of brought that all together and kind of gave them the relaunch that they really need to keep the parts that work, get rid of the parts that don't work. Um, I was really looking forward to Tallahassee Coats, to be honest. I was looking forward, like you said there um, a long time yeah. ago when we were talking about the, uh, the fact that he's a journalist. Yeah, really want to see some some Clark Kent action in a Superman mm-hmm. movie, you know, um, and especially after going back to the radio show and things like that, where it's all kind of Clark Kent investigating stuff. And yeah, yeah. It, it made me realize how much I want that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. The, the long answer, the short answer is I don't know. I, I think going back to your point about Flashpoint, I, I think that's exactly what the Flash movie is supposed to do. It's supposed to kind of end all the dangling threads like i think that the idea behind ben affleck being in that movie is that he gets to sort of gracefully exit the batman role which by the way he wants to do he doesn't want to play batman anymore yeah like if you go on twitter now there's all these people begging for ben affleck to come back and that's fine i understand lots of people love him but he wants to say goodbye to that role. Like it's it's working in these big franchise movies is an incredibly taxing, stressful thing and to it's, do. And it's a pity though because he, I don't think he got a fair shake of it. I think he could have been the, I think he could have been a great Batman and a great Bruce Wayne, but he just, like I never want to watch those movies. I never no. really want to go back and say, you know what I'm going to watch? Oh, I'm, I'm at home tonight. I'm going to watch Man of Steel. It's going to put me in the mood to, mm-hmm. you know, watch Jonathan Kent die in a tornado as Superman does nothing about it you know this kind of um, like all those things and to be honest the, the the there's loads of fans we've talked about this before there's loads of fans you know good fans and and you know but there is an element there to the what you know the the, the restore the Snyderverse community there that's a yeah. little bit sinister it's just left a bad taste in my mouth I, I, yeah. I kind of want to move away from all that I, and I'm going to come back to positive stuff in a second, but mm. I, I, I totally agree. And what, do you know what's really breaking my heart is Michael Keaton is coming back as Batman, right? Mm-hmm. But if you go on Twitter right now, people are acting like that's a war crime. I know. <laughs> like people are so upset about this that he's replacing Ben Affleck. And w- what I just can't get my head around is Ben Affleck wants to say goodbye to all that. And I don't think it's just the Zack Snyder stuff, which, you know, even if you don't like Zack Snyder, you can, you can fully agree that what happened to Zack Snyder on those movies is is awful and shouldn't have happened yeah but i i I think it's removed from that entirely i think ben affleck like he described it in in an interview recently where he was like you know they were calling me out to these reshoots in australia i wasn't seeing my kids i wasn't seeing my family Mm -hmm. i i didn't feel like i was doing anything of any value because you know he's turning up in these reshoots he's standing in front of a green screen and talking rubbish about mother boxes he was just like why am i doing any of this like i i fully respect him not wanting to do that and to step yeah. away but like i've i've wanted michael keaton to come back as batman for my whole life like yeah but and rob, all rob what you're saying, missing it you're forgetting here rob is that yeah. you like me are a boomer now yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and michael keaton works. is the boomer generation's batman <laughs> but to, to get back what i was saying before and to keep it very positive a lot of people really really love henry cavill as superman yes to date i haven't been one of them but I will admit, I think his his goals for the character are 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 in tune with my own. I, I, I think I'd like to see him star in the kind of Superman movie that he would like to make. And, yeah. uh, it, you know, there's clearly a fan base there. He him as an actor is more kind of popular than ever. You know, The Witcher has brought in a whole new load of fans. He was 
incredible in Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah. I actually, I think he's better at those kind of roles than he is at Superman. Yeah, but I'd agree with that. If it was up to me, and it's not, I probably would go with the Tanahesi Coates project. I would do something that's totally kind of, you know, a director's vision or a writer's vision and just self-contained, just, you know, its own thing. I would love to see that just focused on Superman, even if it's a new, different type of Superman than we've seen before. I would love to see that. But if Henry Cavill is coming back and they want to put all their energy into making a great Superman film and a great Superman film, not a DC Universe Justice League. No, I'm talking Superman. I want to see Perry White, Jimmy Olsen. I want to see Beanie the Copy Boy. <laughs> I want to see Poco. I want to see Poco. I want to see Jimmy Olsen front and center. Who else? Who's the guy that was actually in Man of Steel? The, um, Steve Lombard. I want to see him Steve back. Lombard. I want. You know, Professor Hamilton is still trapped in the Phantom yep. Zone. Bring him back. Like, there's and there's plenty of stuff they can do. You know what? The Batman, Matt Reeves, the Batman was great. Don't make a Superman movie with a Nirvana soundtrack, please. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see copy and paste, you know. I, I think I was saying to you that if, if they made a Superman movie where, you know, he was kind of the same age as you or me and they, they tried to apply kind of a a trendy soundtrack to it hmm. it would probably be like really embarrassing music because Clark yeah. Kent is a huge dork who probably listened to shit music when like he was Nickelback kid. and stuff not even Nickelback <laughs> like Clark Kent probably listened to the Backstreet Boys growing up you know like he he's just this innocent midwestern you know dope like he would listen to crap pop music you know yeah I, I, or, or I, country music he listened to I don't know Garth Brooks I still want to see my 40s 50s Superman Batman on the big screen I my my dream is still to see a Fleischer-esque Superman set in the 40s you know old timey radios where the newspaper was just as important you know is, is, is more important than it ever was and Batman is driving around in some kind of old school mobile and he's got the purple gloves and all that kind of stuff that's what I really want to see like a black and white noir Batman <laughs> movie but I, I don't think I'm going to get that you see I, I, I disagree with you on this but I think a lot of people agree with you i think a lot of people want to see that personally i I think superman should always be you know an aspirational Mm -hmm. he's the man of tomorrow like there needs to be a futuristic element to superman yeah even even if it's sort of retro futuristic it i just think it we're we're taking a it and i feel the same way about james bond like a lot of people say oh they should make a james bond movie set in the 60s like ian fleming i I know yeah yeah i know you do and a lot of people do a lot of people want to see that I just think that, that these are both of those characters are people that are supposed to be, you know, a step forward. And yeah. when you when you sort of say, oh, no, I want to go back in time, it it sort of feels like we've run out of ideas. But yeah, what I will I say is what I will say, though, is I think Batman is perfect for that because yeah. Batman, to me, as much as I love Batman, is less relevant than ever. And I think it would be better to just go back in time to the 30s or the 40s depression era kind of where he yeah. can just beat up guys in fedoras and people holding bags of money with dollar signs on them. I'd love to see a Batman movie. There, like there was an animated kind of a 75th animated special that Bruce Tim did a couple of years ago. Yes. It was just maybe three or four minutes. Black and white, damsel in distress, kind of real creepy. You know the one I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. I'd like to see something like that. Black yeah, and white cool. on the on the big screen. But it, it's a very valid point what you say about Superman. Like it, It's like Captain America. You know, the world can change, yeah. but the character should stay the same. Yeah, and the, the ideals that the character has yeah. are, you know, they're more relevant than ever. So why would we go back in time to try, you know? But yeah. I totally, like, point. the Fleischer aesthetic is iconic and it would be really, really cool to see that done really, really well. Um, so, and, and I suspect that they probably will get around to doing something like that at some stage, whether yeah. it's Batman or Superman. I think it's something we we likely will see at some stage. So, you know, it's all good. Um Next thing, before we move on to our comics discussion, then uh, we wanted to talk briefly about the Black Adam trailer. Have you seen this trailer? I have seen it. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't really made my mind up on it yet. Mm. I think he's perfect casting. Like he looks like him and he's, you know, uh, to be honest, I really enjoyed the Shazam movie. Um, yes. When I saw it theatrically, I really, really enjoyed it. I liked the the lightheartedness of it. I liked yeah. the 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 family friendliness of it. I I know there's scary parts in it, but I I really enjoyed it. I left me and my wife saw it together, and we left, and it was just nice to see a DC movie that was a little bit uplifting and a little bit heartwarming and stuff. Um, I don't know what to make of this at all, to be honest with you. What do you think? 
I fully I, I can't believe we haven't talked about this before. Mm. I love the Shazam movie. I we might absolutely. do a, we might do an episode on it. Yeah, no, 100%. I I think the Shazam movie is the best movie Warner Brothers has made about a flying superhero since 1978. I think it's absolutely incredible. And I'm so glad that you know, they get to just make these Shazam movies over there yeah. that have that have seemingly nothing. Well, I think they're kind of well, no, they are connected because they reference Black Adam at the start of the Shazam movie. But I think for all intents and purposes, Black Adam is going to be its own thing. And yeah. Shazam, you know, he'll probably show up at some stage in one of the other. But Shazam 2 is, is going to get to be its own thing. And then Black thing, Adam yeah. is, you know, because I'm I'm big into Shazam. I'm, I'm reading old Captain Marvel comics from the 40s. Yeah, you've gone you've gone deep, deep into it, haven't you? Yeah, and like he, there's a whole mythology there before Black Adam ever came along. There's so much more there than you know, and and it's so like kid friendly, you know. Okay. And, and I don't mean to say that in in kind of a disparaging way. Like these are comics for kids. Like yeah. Shazam will have like a a talking tiger named Talky Tony, and like his his arch nemesis is a caterpillar named Mister Mind. Yeah, Mister Mind. I know Mister Mind all right. Yeah, who goes around with a little radio around his neck because that's how he communicates with people. And like, it, it, they're so just goofy and outlandish. And are they better than the Superman comics of the time? I would say yes. Yeah, they're they're visually far more kind of interesting. Like, and the the panels are just drawn with so much kind of energy to them. Whereas, like a lot of Superman comics from the forties and fifties are very drab. Like, yeah, I, they I are. do love them as well, but they're very yeah. sort of flat looking. Yeah. Whereas Shazam, like Captain Marvel, like there's an issue where Hitler and Mister Mind use a bunch of cannons to stop the rotation of the earth if you had given me an infinite amount of time and an infinite amount of, ge- of guesses yeah. i never would have guessed that was the next sentence that you would say yeah yeah and, and literally the way captain marvel gets around this is he ties a bunch of chains around planet earth and pulls the chains like it's just insane and it's just so cool and this is the, these are comics from like the early 40s like it's crazy um but anyway going back to black adam this has been this has been in pre or production hell mm, for like for a million a time, years. Yeah. The Rock was cast in like two thousand and eight or yeah. something, and it's just been sort of dangling for that entire time. And they finally kind of come out with this trailer, and there's a line in the trailer where I think it's Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate, which is really fun casting. But he says something like, uh, "Oh, you know, heroes don't kill Black Adam," and uh, Black Adam responds. Oh well, I do, and then we see him be real violent and badass, and like I feel like if that trailer had come out in two thousand and eight, everyone would be like, "Oh my god, this is a superhero who kills! That's crazy! I've never seen this before." Or at <laughs> well, least Batman has been killing for the last fifteen years or whatever. Well, yeah, but but I mean, to 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 come out with a trailer now with that line, it's like, well, that's not right. Yeah, <laughs> like every. Every character in the DC films of the past 10 years has taken lives, like, yeah. multiple times in their own movies. Like, it's just, I, I don't know, it just feels a bit off making that statement now. I mean, it was it was a fun little trailer, but... What did you get the impression that the the overall kind of story arc is with the trailer? Like, is this, is he going to be, like, is this his fall into being a villain, or is it his, what is it? I, I know what you're saying, I... Yeah, and there's a lot of people kind of saying this. It's like the film is claiming to be a film about a villain. Yeah. But it's really just kind of an anti-hero slash regular superhero. And movie. that's what I don't that's what I don't want. I am don't like Yeah. I don't want to see another Venom-esque kind of movie where it's here's a bad guy, but he's really kind of an anti-hero good guy and he does what he does to save people, but you know, yeah. Like, yeah, I want, like I want bad guys to be bad guys. Be bad, be a bad guy. Like yeah. it's like they're being presented to us as you know villains, but then they just have the same story arc as most superhero origin stories. Anyway, it was kind of the same in that Joker movie, to be honest. Like, yeah, and it's know, been happening for a while. Like we've had it with it's not only with DC. We've had it with like characters like Maleficent and Cruella yeah. Deville and all these characters. You know, they're not really evil, even though they want to you know 
you know the skin sentient puppies or whatever it is like it's it's uh, i just want my bad guys to be bad guys i don't need their yeah. deep psych- psychological evaluation into their background to explain to me why they're not really as bad as they you know yeah, um, I agree, yeah. so yeah hopefully it's hopefully it's it's uh it could be fun yeah I, I really like the cast i'm interested to see what pierce brosnan's like in a dc I movie love pierce brosnan. <laughs> and the, the, the adam is in it as well apparently although he just sort of looks like deadpool with different colors but you know that there's a bunch of justice society people in it so i think that'll be fun and and i think um, the rock is great casting as as black adam it is he looks like he steps off the page as the character as long as you know i want him to be black adam i want him to be yeah. this evil villain i don't want it to be the, the rock, rock. <laughs> yeah i don't i don't want it to be the rock wearing a black adam suit you know yeah and and the other thing with the rock as well is he has these weird now i that this is all here saying stuff but the, apparently he has this weird stuff in his contract where he can't be knocked down and he can't fully lose a fight or something like that oh, right. in a movie okay. kind of an so ego you'd thing, worry that like in a superhero movie that's exactly what you don't want like you want the hero to lose or the anti-hero or villain or whatever you want them to lose the fu- the first fight and then come back at the end to win yeah. the, you know whereas if he just can't lose a fight that creates a lot of story problems in the movie and it's like do we really want to see a movie like that i don't know it's it's not something that I am chomping at the bit to see, to be honest with you. Like I, I'll no. probably skip it in theaters if I don't hear like remarkable reviews of it or something like that. But I'll still watch it. I'm looking. Look, it, it is what it is. There's 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 other Absolutely. things out there that I'm looking forward to that a little bit more. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And and meanwhile, they're still making Shazam too. So yeah, and it's the same director great. and looking same writer. Forward to that. So looking forward to that. Yeah. Um. um so yeah, so what so what do we have next? But I was just going to say um, before we move on that uh, the kind of news broke today about Tim Sale, yes, um, who is um, I think critically ill um, in hospital at the moment with a ill with a very very serious illness and a lot of messages coming out from artists like Jim Lee and that saying that he's in a bad way. So just want to kind of put it out there that we wish him and you know a speedy recovery please god and that you know everybody his fans are thinking of him i only read i was in hospital uh myself um a couple of weeks ago for a night and uh i brought a load just a big stack of superman books and stuff i was like i'm just going to relax and read these books and i went back and read superman uh for all seasons you know Lovely. Um and you just forget why these classics are are, are held in such high regard like uh, just looking through the artwork and you know, it's 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 just a beautiful, a beautiful shot there that always strikes me of um, Jonathan and 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 Clark kind of standing out on the the fields of of the Kent farm as the sun is going down and you know yeah. talking to each other and it's just beautiful art and obviously you know Batman Long Halloween and all these just fantastic books but I just want to put it out there that we're all we're all thinking of him um, at this time absolutely yeah i i love superman for all seasons like oh, i've so spoken i've spoken so many times about how much i love the burn era and all that stuff but i think that the beautiful thing that story does is it it, it really enriches that original man of steel miniseries and yeah. actually ma- it makes it better like that you know in in the man of steel miniseries lex Luthor gets arrested uh because I, I can't remember the full circumstances of it i think i think it was that lex staged a uh, political coup on his yacht and Superman arrived to to stop it, but then it turned out that Lex only did it to test Superman's abilities or something like that. Okay, but it it it's a very kind of quick thing that happens in the original miniseries. But Jeff Loeb like expands all that out in Superman for All Seasons, and we see the aftermath of it, and we see Lex's hatred for Superman. I, I, I remember like there's there's all these shots of him just like in LexCorp, like taking a shower and like you know l- like staring at the side of his eye as Superman is approaching the window and. It, the, the the artwork of Tim Sale just like I, I'm just thinking of all these moments yeah and I, I can picture the panels in my head and you know that's how you know that you're dealing with an iconic artist and yeah I just I just hope he uh, he gets better because I, I love all of his work he, he did another story with Darwin Cook called Superman Kryptonite um, yes that's right it's I, I have read it but it was a long time ago that I that I read it yeah, it's it's a lesser known one, but I I remember it being good, and I remember like being really kind of evocative panels of like kryptonite affecting Superman and stuff. So yeah, definitely check that out, that one out if you haven't read it as well. It's really good. Have you been reading much um much in terms of Superman content over the last while? Or yes, I have actually. Um, that's a good springboard onto what we're going to talk next. Uh, I have started reading the full War World saga, which is kind of going on in current Superman comics. So it sort of started in Action Comics last year, and it's kind of fed into different Superman comics and annuals. And um, 
Superman, Son of Kal-El, Superman mm. and the Authority. And it's all kind of coming to a head now, but I'm sort of just catching up on it. Okay. And uh, there's some really, really good stuff there. That that, that writer, Philip Kennedy Johnson, is is a, is a good, he's a really, really good Superman writer. I think he's really, really good. And and Tom Taylor as well. Tom Taylor, yeah. Um, they're they're both kind of, they're, they're kind of tag teaming it between the different books. And I, I think they're both doing a really, really good job. And um, they've made, uh, they, they made a really good kind of, villain out of this new version of mongol that they have cool um i like to think of mongol as kind of like a a more user-friendly version of dark side like <laughs> anytime anytime dark side shows up in a cartoon or a comic or a movie i'm just like oh because there's just he just brings so much kind of mythology and backstory and baggage with him yeah whereas with mongol it's like he's an evil dictator he's a conqueror he lives on a planet called war world let's go let's go <laughs> you know <laughs> it's just easier to kind of get to grips with but uh but yeah that lo- lots of lots of really good comics i'm reading them all on the dc infinite app which is not available in ireland but you can get it through uh if if you have a vpn and a paypal account it's okay. it's really easy to set up and I, better I than comic uh, comicsology or i know that's kind of gone through some changes over the last while since the whole amazon thing but do you prefer to that app or um, is there a reason well, you're going to it to that app and not using comicsology or i well the thing comicsology i use for new comics so mm-hmm. comics that are coming out like this month i, I would buy on comicsology yeah. and any anything that isn't dc or marvel i would always get there so i read a lot of indie comics on that but um dc infinite it it only has comics um older than a year or something like that okay so you, you're not going to be able to read brand new stuff on it most yeah. of the time i think but they, they do put some brand new stuff on it they put their dc pride issue up on it and stuff but for the most part you, you can only read stuff up to a year um from a year ago if that makes sense so yeah I'm, I'm, uh, the only reason i'm asking is, is it's it's just only recently that i've started down the digital kind of avenue of reading comics mm. generally i i as you know i live in the midlands so yeah. i normally go to places like dublin city comics and get them to mail them down to me so say like with superman 78 i waited for them to have kind of three issues out or batman 89 three issues and they post them down to me and then i get but um when we decided that what we're going to talk about later on um the book that we're going to talk about later on obviously i didn't want to we kind of decided last minute that we talk about that so i didn't want to yeah. have to obviously wait a week so I, I i've kind of been using it for things like that but yeah it's been it's been fine i, I took your advice i got a, a tablet for myself that i use solely oh, for comics um so it's it's great yeah it's i've it's kind of changed my view on a lot of it now i still get i still get my my hard copies and stuff i have yeah. um a couple of things coming my way now shortly um i'm reading the new rocketeer run by stephen mooney local irish artist stephen mooney is doing a new rocketeer run at That's the minute right. so I'm, yeah. I'm reading that um and enjoying that so just you know it's uh yeah it's it's been great uh i went back when i was in that stint in hospital there recently uh what was i reading um oh man and superman marv wolfman god yes. i forgot how great that book is really good really good beautiful art great storytelling just classic just absolutely love it and it, it goes under the radar so much i think that book when you know everybody hears marv wolfman they talk about you know crisis from 85 which is you know 40 years ago and all that kind of stuff but yeah god great great superman story i i love uh i, lo- I love the moment where he moves into the apartment in that book yeah and uh you, you know he he arrives at the apartment and it's been advertised to him as this like really lush studio apartment yeah. or something like that and yeah. he arrives and it's just a shithole and yeah. you're like it kind of reminds me of uh, the pilot of lois and clark or is it the yeah. pilot? maybe it's a couple of episodes in is it it's a couple of episodes in i think it's, it's not I think exactly it's like the, the se- pilot it's like the second episode or something and he it, the, the the apartment is a real piece of shit and then the the, the the guy from arachnophobia the landlord walks out and then he walks back in and clark has it completely done yeah i love that scene but yeah it's, and I it's love a that piece part. of shit but it's massive it's massive yeah it's 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 it equals in stature to like monica's apartment and friends if not even yeah. bigger but uh yeah i just forgot how much i love that uh that story it's if anybody hasn't checked it out check out man and uh superman by marv wolfman it's a great it's a great read absolutely um, but yeah that's it i i i definitely as well i i know there's this big st- sort of stigma against digital comics i i love digital comics i just i think they're great like it there's so much more like if you, if you and and I should add a caveat that to that, you need to get a proper tablet. You need to get a yeah. ten a ten inch tablet or ten point five inch tablet. And that so, was the tip you gave me, to be honest, yeah. um, to to kind of get into it. And like I have the tablet up now on my on my shelf with my other uh, books and stuff that I know I can just go to it and take it down. And that was yeah. that was a game changer. It really was. 
Yeah, because I think a lot of people try to read them on laptops or on phones. And like the, the guided view on a phone is fine when you're like on a train or on a bus and you want to read something in a hurry, but it is not the same. No. But if you if you read uh, a comic on a 10.5 inch tablet, it literally looks like the page of a comic. It's the same yeah. size and you can see everything all at once. And it's it's great. And the, the advantage is you can sign up to these services like Marvel Unlimited and DC Infinite if you're in the United States. Uh, or you have a VPN and you have this huge, huge back catalog and you can just pour through all the massive, massive, massive kind of story arcs that would cost far too much money to try and buy all yeah. the trades for. So like I've read, you know, all of Nightfall, Death of Superman, all that stuff. I've, you know, I've been able to read every little nook and cranny of it because of these services now. And and Marvel, it's the same. I read through all of um, Bendis's run on Daredevil and Ultimate Spider-Man and all that stuff. And it's 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 really really good and and for the likes of you, Alan, like someone who lives in somewhere that's a little bit more remote and mm-hmm. it's it's difficult to get to comic shops, um, I I'd, I'd highly recommend it. But by all means, still go to comic shops. You know, we need to support them. Definitely buy stuff there as well. Yeah. But I just think this is a great well, uh, way. The to big sort of practical side of it, the like the big thing, which uh, I won't really notice until I I move into the new house, which is st- I'm always talking about this new house, but. Uh, is room is physical yes. space for space. comic books and books I agree. like that's the big issue unless you're happy to you know buy books and then get rid of them or sell them on or trade them away or whatever like it's just a matter of space if you're a big time comic reader where do you keep all these books you know um and that's that's the huge thing with it you know that you can just kind of store them all on it and flick through and uh, my yeah. plan is then to have my favorites kind of on display on a on a, on a shelf and then have mm. you know but uh, yeah, it's, the, it's, the, the listeners uh, won't won't see this, but there is actually a temporary clothes rail behind me right now with uh, some of my jackets on it. Yeah. So as you might be able to guess, space is not a luxury I have in my life. No, and so. I'm recording in the kitchen of a cottage in, you know, on the go away Roscommon border. Um, and we got we 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 recorded with someone there recently for an episode that hasn't come out yet. And uh, when he when he logged on and I saw his serious podcasting setup in his room, I was like, oh my god, I feel like such an unprofessional. <laughs> oh um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to get my my podcasting room sorted and getting my books up because all my books are in boxes, like the stuff there. But even that, even that, I found great because there was like like that being able to go away not having to open boxes not having to look for books that i know i have just been able to get them again kind of digitally and read through them has been has been fantastic you know it saves so much hassle so yeah but definitely get the tablet so will we move on to our next uh topic of discussion yeah absolutely and i'm really i'm actually really looking forward to it because it's probably the most current thing we've ever kind of (laughs) covered or or discussed you know, and we're talking about 1955s. No, no. <laughs> for once. Yeah, so what we're going to discuss, Rob, is uh, Tom Taylor's uh, current run on Superman, Son of Kal-El, um, which uh, has been ongoing there for the last little while. Um, it got a lot of media attention a little while ago because of yeah. certain story turns that it took in it, which we'll get into. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I'll be honest with you, I'm a little bit unlike yourself. I really don't read too much of the ultra-modern Superman stuff. I'm not keeping up books, uh, you know, week to week or month to month. It's something that I think is going to kind of change now over the next little while because I really want to get into it, especially now that I have the tablet and stuff for for digital downloads and I've kind of made that transition. Um, But I have to say, reading through, we've read through the first uh, five or six issues it has I, I i'm really enjoying it uh really 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 like it uh, tom taylor's the writer uh, i think it's john timms is the artist i think yeah um the, a couple of issues have come out now and um it focuses on john kent um now especially in those first couple of issues it does there is kind of focus on superman himself on on mm. on you know clark kent superman on lois lane and the relationship with john and stuff um and it ties into the whole uh Saga, you you mentioned earlier that you're reading as well, isn't it? Yeah, so I think in in the early issues of Son of Kal-El, Superman tells John that he needs to leave. He he needs to go away and that John is going to have to step up as Superman of Earth, basically. And where Superman is going is to War World for reasons that become clear in issues of action comics and other other books and stuff like that. But essentially, Son of Kal-El is just... John's adventures as the new 
Superman essentially yeah. he kind of already was Superman I think or or was he Superboy I'm, I'm not yeah he, he was Superboy up to up to a, a, a point like there was he was yeah. obviously kind of you know we've seen him in, in the books and he was kind of like eight nine ten years of age mm. and he had that costume with kind of the jacket with the cape on it which I hated and then they kind of aged <laughs> him I, <laughs> and then they kind of aged him up a little bit he's kind of 17 18 mark yeah, I, 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 th- I think he did he did what all Superman sidekicks do which is he went into the future and spent years training with the Legion of Superheroes <laughs> and then came like, back I'm pretty sure they did the exact same thing with Supergirl at one stage and definitely the 90s Superboy had some dealings with them as well yeah. so it feels like if and don't forget Alan's favourite book Superman's Secret Origin <laughs> oh yeah well yeah Superman himself yeah I, I don't know if that's still no it's not it, it, it possibly elements of it possibly are that I, I, I don't know if young Superman ever visited the Legion but he, who knows but it, um, it leads to an interesting arc in the later issues of this book where it kind of mm. turns out that and we'll get into it but it kind of turns out that john knows that when superman goes on this trip to war world that he's there's no like he's been to the future and he knows that this is the end of superman's story that superman kind of disappears from the from the from the history books at this point yeah and that's really an interesting angle i thought um but we'll get into that later on what's your what's your thoughts on john kent as a character i just wanted to ask you that before we kind of get into it yeah um so when i first got back into superman comics it was the superman rebirth superman reborn mm. era and that was kind of around the time they introduced john and at that time he was the eight nine ten year old and mm. um i absolutely loved that iteration of john kent and you know it was just such a breath of fresh air after the new 52 which just wasn't my cup of tea at all yeah, um, and I I think a lot of people are on the same page as me with yeah. that. I just the Superman in the new Fifty Two, they they tried something different, and I think there's some interesting stuff there, but it just I I don't think it worked. And I think when they brought back, it, it was it was literally like that episode of The Simpsons where Poochie has to go back to his home planet. Like they they brought back the <laughs> Superman from the nineties that I absolutely love no, yeah. in such a big and bad way, and you know you know he had a big I I even have an action figure of him right here. You know, he had the beard, he had the he black had the beard suit. And the black suit, yeah. And then he suddenly had this son, John Kent, and it was just brilliant. And he came into the main DC. Anyway, the, the, the Superman Reborn and Superman, Superman Rebirth, and then that leads into Superman Reborn, where they kind of meld the new 52 Superman and the old Superman together, and they become one character. Such a great run of comics. Stan Jurgens, Peter J. Tomasi, amazing stuff, right? Yeah. Then Brian Bendis came in. And I think he was the guy who aged John up and a lot of people were very cross about it. I was one of them. I thought, oh, well, this is just a waste now. They're making him redundant. The yeah. whole point was that he was a little boy. Yeah. Whereas we already have like a teenage Superboy type character in Connor Kent. Connor Kent, everybody, yeah. Everybody already loves and is now made a little bit redundant. Um. So, yeah, so I wasn't crazy about that. But then these comics came out and everyone was saying how great they were. And yeah, I, 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 I think they're great. And they do kind of legitimize this sort of older version of John Kent because they, they do they, they kind of they tell emotionally rounded stories that you wouldn't be able to tell with a 10 year old boy like yeah um, and that's that's something that I really enjoyed um, about it now I haven't read many of the books like I haven't read and I always get this wrong because there's so many Superman and Lois and Clark and mm. you know, Lois and Clark there was a run there a while ago was it Superman and Lois or Lois and Superman or no do you know what Alan I think that run was actually called Lois and Clark was it actually called it Lois was, and Clark because yeah. I didn't want to <laughs> yeah. um, but that's like John, John John is in that and he's kind of 8 yes, nine years is, of age yeah. and all that kind of stuff um, and I, I, I didn't know what to expect kind of jumping in with um, Son of Superman issue 1 and I was I was very impressed with just uh, the maturity of it, uh, to be honest, and and the respect of it. It wasn't uh, the respect that it kind of showed, and you know, treating the the John character, um, he's very much uh, a kind of a teenager of our times. Yeah. Um, and there's I was a little bit disappointed because I was, I was a little bit disappointed with the costume, and this is just a really nitpicky thing because it's okay. very similar to Superman suit, I think, and I I know he's yeah. taken up as Superman. And I was like, all oh, right, so it's just a younger Superman. But mm. then his attitude is very different to Clark's attitude. Now, not in a like, oh, he's, he's Damien Wayne and he's got this, you know, chip in his shoulder. None of that. Like, he's very respectful. His father's his hero. He loves his mother. Um, but he feels his role in protecting Earth is almost more personal. Yeah. Because he's from Earth and it's his world. 
and there's a great um, there's a great scene I'll call it a scene but there's a great scene in one of the books where he's kind of sitting on the moon with with Superman with his father and they're they're kind of talking about it and he he asks uh, he asks Superman Clark Superman you know why he doesn't do more than he can and 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 it's a real because I was kind of, when I was reading it I'd want to mince my words here because when I was reading it, I was like, oh, the, you know, anti-woke crowd are really going to come for this. It's like this guy is, you know, he he's trying to say he's better than Superman and he's more, yeah. you know. But it was really well handled that he was kind of, Superman was saying, look, I'm from Krypton. I'm, 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 this is my home, but you're the only kind of, you know, you're the only half human, half Kryptonian. Um, and you need to handle it your own way, and you know it's clear from which is the case in many generations. You know the more youthful generation wants to get more active, wants to jump in, and we see him later on, like you know, help out at a protest, join a protest, get arrested and stuff. And sometimes when I think they try and kind of push the kind of the left wokes up a little bit hard, I think it can kind of backfire. I thought this was expertly done. Yeah, I agree, and and like Superman makes the point that. You know, as you said, I'm from Krypton. It's not my place to, you know, say these things about what Earth is doing wrong. Yeah. But but you can have that role. And it kind of, you know, like I'll always call back to the stuff we talk about. Like it reminded me a lot of Superman 4. Yes. You know, like he he wants to interfere, but then he realizes at the end of the movie, no, this isn't my place. Like I can't do this. Yeah. But but John can because it, it is his place because he's yeah. from Earth. He was literally born here. So, yeah, I thought, I thought that was really interesting. I will say, though, that... um. I think it's that first issue. They do this whole thing where they set up a new secret identity for John Kent so that he can go to college. <laughs> with the wig, with the blonde wig. <laughs> with the blonde wig. So uh, we forgot to mention, I think uh, Superman's identity is now revealed to the world. Yeah, the so the story here is that at some point in the previous books, Clark has decided to uh, come out, uh, yeah. for lack of a better word, and expose his identity. Um, so everybody knows that Clark Kent is Superman. Everybody knows that Lois is married to Clark Kent, who's Superman. And everybody knows that their son, Jonathan Kent, is the son of Superman. Yeah. Um, and everybody knows that Martha, which comes into play later on, that Martha and Jonathan Kent Sr. say are Superman's parents. Yeah. Um, and they explain that, that the fact that the Justice League um, basically provide 24-hour monitoring monitoring protection for they're like the, yeah. the, the the phone watch uh, of, of that won't translate well in the states but they're like a home alarm system for the kids <laughs> the, phone the phone watch of of, of, oh of the kent farm um a terrible maybe more like net watch because they don't seem to do a great job of it to be fair no but um yeah so everybody what, knows that jonathan kent is superman yeah. is kind of Superboy. say so he decides to come up with a second secret identity <laughs> He comes up with a second secret identity so that he can go to college and have a normal life, right? And when he arrives at college, I was like, oh my God, this is the Superboy TV show. He's going to get to go to college. He's going to have some adventures and Superman is going to have to intervene because, you know, Lex Luthor or the Lex Luthor equivalent is, you know, uh, placing dodgy bets on basketball games or something yeah, like yeah. that but then straight away they nip that in the bud 2022 comes a knocking yeah <laughs> fairly like, quick so, something happens immediately where his identity is exposed like <laughs> within like, 30 seconds yeah within 30 seconds and it turns out that batman has been working on this identity and everything like every yeah. you know and it's it's, it's and, and literally me and sam rizzo wept uh, during that panel but everybody else was like okay that's fine yeah, yeah, it's uh, that, yeah, that made me that made me laugh. But yeah, it's I I've I've really enjoyed it. The story revolves around um, there's a country called Gamora. Gamora. There's a despot president, kind of who's a dictator. Um, it's meant to be like the perfect homeland. You know, it's everybody's affluent and everything is is amazing. Um, but then there's a there's a ship full of refugees that gets into trouble and the only news outlet that reports on it is a kind of an online news outlet called The Truth um, which I, I, Robin kind of tells John about John watches it he sees the news about the um, the, the refugees and basically 
he decides to, to, to save them and the repercussions of, of that action then of kind of stepping over political boundaries and lines and you know the consequences of that for his family um, so yeah very good I really I, I love Robin's new suit by the way I, I don't it. I don't remember when he got that new suit but it's great it's kind of like red and black and black, grey yeah. and it's it's, yeah. much, it, it's much more befitting of Damien Wayne than a lot of his other costumes have been it's it's really really cool yeah and like the art uh, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the art I have to say like I, I, I like mm. it Um, I it's how would you describe it it's not anime style but it's kind of how would you describe it Rob you'd know better than yeah I, I, I don't know but I, I know what you're saying there it definitely has a tinge of that kind of more sort of Asian influence to it yeah and, yeah, no, I, I have to say, I, I do like it for the most part. I, I think another Irish, uh, an Irish artist steps in after issue that's seven right. or eight, I think. Yeah, that's right. Because um, of, yeah, that's right. We're we're not that far into the series, but um, no, the the early issues, I think, there, there they was, look okay. There were some shots where I just thought that super, see, it's kind of confusing because there's Superman and Superman. So like, yeah. the, the John and, and Clark Superman, I just kind of thought they looked a bit lanky, kind of thin and tall yeah. and kind of which i wasn't a huge fan of and even even the villain this um bendrix isn't it? bendrix ben- the, the president yeah. this dictator he's very kind of who does he, he remind you of by the way knock off lex luthor <laughs> well knock off lex luthor but also like he's literally the same design as lobot from star wars yes the bald 100%. guy that's exactly the bald guy with the and oh superman trivia the guy who plays lobot plays the kryptonian elder in superman 2 the theatrical version in the fortress of solitude you know when when lex puts in the crystal and the bald guy comes up and says you'll never find a poem as beautiful as a tree or whatever the poem (laughs) is is that him that's the same guy yeah and and he he also plays blofeld in for your eyes only the james bond movie where you don't see his face and you kind of just see the back of his head and stuff and they're not allowed to call him blofeld because there was a whole legal case anyway i always wondered what the kryptonians fascination with trees was in those movies isn't there a thing (laughs) at supergirl as well when they're like it's a tree with the maybe i'm maybe i'm misremembering that but uh yeah it's it's uh it's the only thing the art i'm not a huge i like it but I, i i don't love it um but yeah, I I have to say I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what happens now with the with the what kind of next few issues. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with the Irish artist because we know because I was waiting for the we put up in our socials a couple of weeks ago yeah. where you know suddenly Superman for one of the first time well is it the first time he was in Dublin he goes to I I feel like it's if he's ever been to Ireland before it probably wasn't as accurate. lovingly accurate as this was. It's <laughs> yeah. like there's an issue of Son of Kal-El that me and Alan haven't reached yet. Where John Kent literally flies to Dublin, where up I am Liffey. from, and goes up the Liffey, like in the correct direction, and um, the the spire, which is a huge pointless monument in our city centre, falls on top of our historic. Um, uh, is it the ground post office? What is the GPO actually? The general post general. office. General. Yeah. It it crashes on the general post office, and Superman has to rescue the people inside. And it's just so brilliantly drawn and designed yeah. and blocked out, and it's wonderful. And hats off to that artist whose yeah. name I have forgotten. Yeah, I've I've forgotten a lot of my head as well, but we'll definitely mention it in the in the socials. But and, yeah, and but by all means, sir, if you would like to come on, we would love to interview you on this podcast because we, yeah. we'd be so delighted to interview an Irish artist who works. I love the fact that the, well, the first things he does is I'm bringing him to Dublin. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I love it. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. Um, yeah, I and and obviously, look, we'll talk about the the the, the is it a twist? Look, the pink look, elephant in the room. The pink elephant in the room. <laughs> I'll let you take this away, Rob. Yeah, so um, you, you mentioned that uh, he becomes mixed up with this kind of uh, guerrilla news truth, outfit yeah. called The Truth, right? So the person leading that is a guy called Jay Nakamura, I think mm-hmm. is the character's name. Yeah. And he, he is someone who was experiment experimented on in Gamora, and he's, he's given these kind of um, phase powers where he can walk through walls and stuff like that. So the whole thing is that, you know, John feels like he needs to be able to save everyone. But here's someone who can't be hurt and doesn't need to be saved. Yeah. So that they kind of develop a friendship and then they very, very quickly escalate that into a romantic relationship. And they 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 share a big kiss in I think it's issue four or five. Four, I think. Um and this is the kiss that broke the internet because yeah. every, everyone heard about this and said, Oh my god, Superman's gay now. What the hell is this? And you know, me and Alan and people like us all sort of had to say 
well no it's actually it's not quite the Superman you're thinking of this is a character who's only existed yeah. for like four years the, the media had a little bit to do with that though like they kind of sold it like there was a couple of, of articles was like you know Superman is gay and people were like what I remember people at work going to me here Superman is gay now and I was like well it's his son Superman yeah. um, so it's not you know let's relax people let's let's calm down but they kind of you know they, they got very clickbaity with it I think um, in terms yeah, of they did. telling and, that story and in fairness, like, I, I know people love to complain about, you know, f- ticking boxes or whatever. Tom Taylor himself has actually said that, you know, it was a relationship that he wanted to establish mm-hmm. over over more issues. Yep. Um, but I, th- I think he was told or he was advised that it needed to happen in issue five because that needed to be a big moment that would, you know, generate headlines and generate buzz and stuff like that. So I think he did need to... He had to sort of like push it into the forefront quicker yeah. than he had originally decided. And I think that does come across because... It kind of Jay, comes out of nowhere. It does come out of nowhere. And Jay isn't as established at that point in the story as he becomes later on. You're kind of like, I, I do wish they'd, they'd, they'd held off. I'm not going to lie. As, yeah. as, as nice a moment as it is, I, I feel like it, I would have enjoyed it more if we got it, to It know definitely him. does feel like there's a couple of issues missing. Like uh, he yeah. suddenly, like the case kind of comes out of nowhere in the apartment. And then um, like he's bringing Jay home to meet his folks and his grandparents. And it's kind of like I, I'm trying, I haven't gotten to the point where I know for sure does Superman and Lois know that John is, I presume he's, he's, he's gay. I, I presume he's not bisexual i presume he's, he's but no, I, it's I, I think explained the, i think the press release was that he's bisexual okay because i i think you know that they whenever this happens now with these characters it was the same with tim drake um that they tend to make them bisexual and i feel like the reason they do that is because they want to keep the door open for you yeah. know for for you know anything goes basically you know yeah um but the, the, it's it's a total non-statement so far like it's just he brings them to to dinner with the the elder counts jonathan and martha and and they're delighted for him. And Damien meets him later on. I think Damien knows, and he's delighted for him. And th- there's never any sense of like, oh, are you gonna? You know, it, it's it's not like a kind of a coming out type thing. It's just yeah. kind of a non. Because see, I didn't really know because I hadn't read the previous kind of books. Had had John kind of told his parents already that he was that he was gay or that he was bisexual or so they don't really. I would have liked another couple of episodes, to kind of or another yeah. couple of issues, to kind of just put some flesh on on those bones a bit and kind of yeah. um, explain it a bit more. The, the case kind of hit me. It was kind of, you know, suddenly you, you turn the page and there's a case and then it's kind of brushed over, I think. Now, they'll probably, they might address it later on. But like I yeah. thought, like, one of the issues that I had with it was, right, this happens and then Superman leaves for War World or the, 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 the mission he's going on and there's no kind of mention of you know you be who you are and I'm proud of you yeah. and all that kind of stuff like it's very kind of right I'm going like Superman when he's flying away has like he knows that John John has told him at this point that once he flies away the earth never hears from him again he doesn't come back to Lois he doesn't come back to his parents and like the goodbye is I find pretty trivial um it's kind of like he's going down to the local shop i think <laughs> yeah I, I i think it's well i mean it, it's sad in a way because it means that you know the superman we've known all our lives alan is is effectively coming to an end we're never going to see him again um you know but, i was uh, told that in 1993 <laughs> <laughs> yeah <no. laughs> um but yeah no I, I i feel like it it just all comes back to that notion of like superman will always find a way and and even mm. if the writing is literally on the wall it doesn't matter like he will still find a way out of this problem you know yeah. and the fact that john doesn't know anything beyond a certain point means that the future hasn't been written so yeah. I'm, I'm 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 kind of fine with that I, I i'm nearly relieved in a way that that's how they ended it but uh no i i, I do see what you're saying though yeah definitely um and like we 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 should definitively state by the way we are totally fine with john kent being bisexual i think it um, is a, a great um it is great yeah i think it's great for the character i'm i'm, I'm glad that he's completely differentiated from his father i'm glad that it's just something new 80 years in yeah. it's something new to read about it's something it's a it's a direction that we've never gone with a superman no. character before i think it was handled uh, well, but I would have, like I said, I would have liked more. I would have liked more. Yeah, I, you know. I, I, I think it could have been. I, I think, it, and and I would say the same if it was like a female 
love interest. Yeah. I, I think they could have given it another issue or two just to flesh Jay out a bit more and make him want to, or, or make, make the audience want them to get together. Exactly. Whereas th- there's always a, there's always a bit of a trap in comic, in superhero comics where the girlfriend and or boyfriend can just seem like this perfect, you know, avatar for mm. like the girlfriend or boyfriend you've always wanted. Yeah. And Jay kind of seems a little bit like that in those early issues. Like he did, like I hate using the word Mary Sue because it's been co-opted by awful people, but he kind of feels a little bit like that. He just shows up out of nowhere and he's great and he's brilliant and you love him. And it's like he, he takes all really the boxes f- straight off the bat. He takes yeah. all the boxes and he just doesn't really feel enough like a character and it would be lovely if he was just a little bit more of a character so that we could fall in love with him as well. And then but I thought I'm, it was I'm sure it, that happens like as the series goes on. It was a little bit contrived. I thought that it turns out that his mother is the former president of this country. I was like, yeah, oh, that's a little bit of a yeah. stretch. Um, I had one question and it's probably you probably can't explain it to me because they probably haven't explained it themselves. Um, I got the impression that when there's a there's a scene in it, which is what we were alluding to earlier on, where someone attacks the Kent home during this dinner. Yeah. And Superboy tries to grab everybody including jay and his hand goes straight through jay because he phases mm. but yes so i was like oh obviously you can't touch this guy but that, then it dawned on me well sure they've kissed already earlier on in the issue so is it that he decides who can touch him or is he phasing all the time because jay doesn't know that the attack is happening on the house yeah so it's not like he turns on his phase powers because they show it and it really well they show that you know they're having dinner annexing Superboy or Superman uh, John Kent discovers you know he he cops that you know the roof is breaking in and he's like the house is exploding mm-hmm. and everybody else is smiling because they're in the middle of their conversation and he has like two seconds to save everybody but his hand goes straight through Jay so I just want to know how that works is it he's always phasing but then he stops mm. phasing when he wants to touch somebody or someone to touch him I, I, I would say it's that I'd say that he controls it but yeah, to answer your question, I, I, I don't know how he was able to like anticipate that when it happened, that like it split second notice. Yeah, I was um, just wondering. May, maybe it's like a subconscious thing or something, like when he senses danger, I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm going into my fan wank <laughs> mode now. Like I, I always remember there's this great issue of The Flash by friend of the podcast, Mark Wade, where he gets shot in the head. Right. And, but, but he doesn't know that the bullet is coming and his body just like, instinctively goes into super speed mode right as the bullet is about to hit his head right okay because he can like feel it approaching him at super speed so that he like instantly is able to avoid anyway so maybe it's something like that maybe maybe and maybe we Um, they'll explain it further down who knows but But i just want to say one of my favorite moments in the series so far there's an issue and i think the title of the issue is literally called who's got you okay which is a reference to superman the movie yeah and effectively what happens in it is Superman, John Kent Superman, um, confronts this guy, uh, Bendrix, I think. It is Bendrix, yeah. And they uh, overload his powers. Yes. And he has this moment in the sky where he's like, they've overloaded my powers. I can hear all these problems going on around the world. Uh, there's a little girl lost in the Amazon jungle or something and... There's someone else in trouble over here and there's something over here. And he has this moment where he's like, I know why they did this. They did this to like overload my emotions and make me despair for all the people I can't save. And then he just has this great moment where he's like, but I can save them all. (laughs) (laughs) And the whole issue is just him saving everybody. And it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's like I've, I've never really read any of the John Kent stuff before, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'd be happy to, to, to read a lot more. I'm looking forward to the rest of the issues. Yeah. It's do, do you know, do you know what other thing I'll say, Alan? And I, hmm. I, I was trying to put my finger on why I was enjoying the series so much. And then I read that interview with Tom Taylor. Superman doesn't punch anybody in that entire five issue run. That's true, there's, yeah. There's no supervillain fights. It's all just him rescuing people and saving the day. And there, and there was there was no point where I was bored. Yeah. No point. And the character the character stories, like I was I was right in there with the characters. And but yeah. looking back from what you said earlier on, you're you're hundred percent right about the, the J character feeling like a, just a little bit of a idealized kind of I'd, yeah yeah he's 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 he so far he's kind of the weakest of them so far but again we're not even 
halfway through the series so I'm, I'm yeah. really looking forward to finding out where it goes um, and I, I got it on Comixology you can get it from your comic book shops obviously your local comic book stores but I'd highly recommend if you if you listen to this podcast because we cover a lot of the old school stuff like the, the, the Adventures of Superboy Lois and Clark George Reeves show the radio shows any of that stuff the, the Christopher Reeve films and you have kind of checked out and mm. I I I I strongly recommend that you check this out and um, and give it a chance and give it a read through and see what you think and let us know what you think because yeah you know, that's I, I'm interested in what older uh, Superman fans even older than us Rob um, would would, would think <laughs> of this and how, how much they how much they'd like it I'm only 37 I don't know I've I've a funny feeling they'd really like it because it, so it, do it I. Does. It it has that kind of Christopher Reeve sort of yeah. just res- rescue porn. <laughs> yeah. I always say, like it yeah. has that feeling of like you know Superman saving the chemical plant in Superman three. There's loads of stuff like that yeah. in this. Comic I think book. I think a lot of people would be very surprised, and they might have been turned off, you know, by the media coverage of it or whatever. Going out, oh, it's just for you know. I think they'd be very surprised how good this is. Yeah, definitely. I fully agree. Yeah, um, and like even compared to like I said other kind of more modern stuff that I read recently it's yeah it's 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 right up there it's 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 as good as anything i've read in the last while so yeah two thumbs up from me awesome uh do we have any final thoughts on anything before we wrap up the show um no i just wanted to say how again look how nice it is to just kind of shoot the shit just the two of us have a laugh uh talk about what's going on raise a glass um i'm really happy with the podcast i'm having an absolute blast uh doing it it's been so great having you know the guests on we've been so lucky with the guests and like not only the kind of the the the, the dan rebus and the mark wades but just the really really nice uh, fellow podcasters that we've had on absolutely um, you know like matt and zach um we've appeared on stewart's we'll have to get stewart on um this Big podcast time. uh we have to get your friend parker on it um still um obviously we had Niall on for the Batman one uh, Jim Bowers uh we have one coming up uh, shortly or in the next while with with Sam it's 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 just been such a nice experience so it's it's it's, it's been amazing like I I as as starstruck as I felt with Mark Wade I in a strange way I felt starstruck with Michael Bailey <laughs> like yeah I've, just, I've been listening to him yeah. for literally most of my life and yeah. you know to have him on was was just great and to have him say such nice things about our show was 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 amazing and uh and to your point yes he definitively knows far far more about superman <laughs> than i ever will so that was yeah, nice that, he and, is uh, a walking encyclopedia of encyclopedia, superman knowledge yeah. and i loved uh, recording that episode with him about the radio show uh i loved listen i've listened to that episode twice so out of the five people who've listened to it i've listened to it twice um <laughs> It's been great. It's I really enjoyed it. Uh, I really enjoyed like he he went off on these tangents, but there everything was so interesting that he he his knowledge is just unbelievable of everything to do with the radio show. I I, I loved it. Um, so we'll have to get Michael back on again, and we'll have to do another radio episode or something. Excellent. And we're um, due to appear. We're due to appear in Michael's one shortly too. Yes, we're going to be talking about Superman smashes the clan, which is one of the best Superman comics I've read in my entire life. Yeah, it's been it was it's a phenomenal read it's it's really really great and as well as that um we have a lot more to come over the next couple of months with with yeah with, with podcast we're talking we're going to do some uh our, our bizarro episode with zach moore uh did great people there was great response to that so we're, we're going to do some more character dives talk about uh, we're saying maybe lex luther or brainiac um maybe even some of the good guys who knows but i, I definitely, definitely want to kind of do the villain kind of rogues gallery a little bit for a while um we have yeah we're gonna kind of I superman think returns to, with matt at some stage superman returns with matt we've promised to do that um we want to do we're going to do an episode i think where we do uh cover the christopher reeve in comic form so maybe yes. superman 3 the comic superman 4 the comic and the um uh, robert venditti uh, and wilfredo torres superman 78 mm. uh, which you might think that we all loved but you might be surprised <laughs> um so yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to everything that's coming ahead uh, for the rest of the year and more of these kind of uh, daily planet updates. Just the two of us shooting the shit, talking about what we're reading and get in contact, please. Awesome. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. You you can just once again, we'd like to remind you, you can like us on Facebook and Instagram at All Star Superfan. Uh, lots of lots of talk going on on Facebook, so make mm-hmm. sure you join the discussion. Follow us on Twitter at All Star Superpod. Uh, definitely send us some emails. It's it's yeah. something we haven't got a lot of. We, we get a lot of we get a lot of interaction on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
not getting a lot of emails, so definitely send us an email or a voice note, and yep. we will read your correspondence on the air. Um, please get in touch. Let us know your thoughts and feelings on all things John Kent, Bendrix, and Jay Nakamura. Yeah, absolutely. And stay safe, stay super, and until next time, take care. Bye-bye.